0: Hey, everybody. It is Drags Mike Petralia back with the post-MLB trade deadline episode of the CLNS Media's Red Sox Beat, powered by BetOnline.ag, our official online gaming partner. For all of the latest in online gaming and betting in the sports world, visit BetOnline.ag. Be sure to use our promo code CLNS50 back with me to discuss everything Red Sox after the mlb trade deadline which passed on tuesday at 6 p.m eastern is alex barth of 98.5 the sports hub you can follow his work of course at 98.5 the sports Hub.com and also on twitter at real alex barth alex what to make of what the red sox and heimbloom did at the mlb trading di- deadline a very quick recap coming okay. to the red sox from Cincinnati Reds, outfielder, veteran outfielder and uh, fantasy football player extraordinaire, Tommy Pham. <laughs> uh, I'll hold off on all the jokes. Eric Hosmer from the San Diego Padres. Uh, he did not want to be included or was not included, I should say, uh, in the uh, mega deal that sent uh, Juan Soto and Josh Bell to the from Washington to the San Diego Padres. Padres, Big-time buyers at the trade deadline. But anyway, Eric Hosmer and Tommy Pham come to Boston. Christian Vasquez is dealt away to the Houston Astros. Of course, that happened on Tuesday, uh, Monday night, first game of the Astros series in Houston. He, all he had to do was change dugouts. I want to start here, Alex, with a quote and get your read on it from one yeah. Xander Bogarts. You know the quote I'm referencing? I think so. But go ahead. No one saw that coming. You obviously saw a lot of rumors coming out, but it doesn't kick in until it really happens. I don't want to say it waves the white flag, but that's a big piece going out before all of us expected. Your thoughts? And is Xander Bogart saying something between the lines there?
1: Yeah. Well, you know, you had the report just I I think like 20 minutes before we started recording that's Chris Catillo of Mass Live reporting that. High and Bloom's going to travel to Houston. He's going to be with the team tonight. He's going to be with them on the rest of the road trip. And he's going to leave his door open to any players who are concerned about the direction of the team after the deadline. That's not a good sign that first off, it's not a good sign. High and Bloom wasn't with the team. Uh,
0: That's he a did his press better point. <laughs> con-
1: not only was he not with the team, he did his press conference on, I think it was actually Monday. I think he did it after the first, after the Vazquez trade, or it might've been Tuesday, the post trade deadline press conference, either way. He did it during the game. Be more connected, dude. Seriously, you're just telling us you're not watching the team because, again, the nerds don't need to watch baseball because they're not baseball fans and they don't really understand the sport. They just need their precious numbers. So that's not a great sign. As no, I don't think I'm overreacting at all. As for what Vasquez said, and look, I was in on. I I hate the nerds in general. I was on the Sports Hub on Sunday. And I had said, look, I I don't love Bloom's plan, but I think he's executing his plan well. And I I said, I think he deserves a little longer leash because I like the picks he's made. I think he's brought in some prospects. I don't think you want another situation where you fire Ben Charrington a year too soon and you overcorrect into Dave Dombrowski. You don't want to do that again. So I was saying, give Bloom a longer leash. And then Monday and Tuesday happened, and now I'm out on the guy. And to get to, to get really down to the quote of what Bogart said, if you want to buy, and I, I don't totally agree with buying with this team. I think you're you're throwing good money after bad. You're you're essentially just investing in what's likely a one-and-done. They don't have enough pitching. The one thing, oddly enough, they didn't address. But if you're gonna buy, I actually don't hate the plan overall. Fam makes sense. Hosmer for his value makes sense, right? But if you're going to do that, then you don't trade tr- Christian Vasquez. I actually probably come away from the deadline complimentary if they don't move Christian Vasquez. And here's why. It's not because Christian Vasquez is some Hall of Fame player. I think he's underrated, but I get it. He's a above average catcher. The reason I don't move him is he's very close with everybody on that team. Right. And the message you sent, right? Look, if they had traded Vasquez, but then also traded Nathan Evaldi, also traded Rob Refsnyder, also traded like any of these guys we thought were going to go J.D. Martinez, then it's like, all right, it sucks Vasquez went, but they're selling. Bloom's selling. That's what's going on. It's unfortunate. The message, and I'm almost done. I know you want to jump in. The message Bloom has sent now is, well, okay, we're going for it, but we're doing it without Christian, who's a good player, a leader on this team, and a friend of all of ours, Christian did everything right. They shipped him out of town when we're going to try to go on a playoff run. Xander's done everything right. They're not going to pay him. Rafi's done everything right. We don't know if they're going to pay him. Why should, if you're any player in that locker room, why should you care right now? That's the message from ownership. Everybody's an interchangeable piece. The Boston Red Sox should not operate that way. Teams that believe they're on winning trajectories, which the Red Sox clearly do, should not operate that way. It, it's, it, again, The overall deadline, if you take away the Vasquez move, I don't love that they're buyers, but it at least makes sense. Instead, Bloom spent good money after bad, and then on top of that, for some reason, decided to leave the room after ripping a massive fart and just decided, hey, you know that guy you all love? We'll F him and F you too. That's the message Bloom sent at the deadline. So I 100% agree with Xander Bogarts. He should be scratching his head. The team should have never put him in that position. And it really just sets up what's going to be, I believe, a monumental disaster of an offseason for this team.
0: Okay. here's And people wh- call me a homer. The Here's what <laughs> I think they were thinking. with tommy fam and eric Hosmer, in case we get good down the stretch and in case we are one of the three wild card teams we want a couple of players who have been to the playoffs before and tommy fam Actually, if you've looked at his numbers, he's been to the playoffs three times with three different clubs. Very, very similar, by the way, to Johnny Gomes. The Johnny Gomes effect, he is incredibly well respected and well liked despite all of the crap. And like Johnny Gomes, he might fight somebody in a supermarket. That is also correct. Uh, but seriously, Tommy Pham, very well respected. Um, and if the Red Sox happen to get hot and get, and, or just get good enough, to be one of the three wildcard teams, and then they win a wild card playoff. If they're hot enough, Alex, and have a couple of big bats who've been there before, you you never know what's going to happen. But my point is, it sounds ludicrous that they acquire two veterans in case they get hot. Because right now, they're not a playoff team. And I don't think they exactly. care if they are or are not a playoff team coming down the stretch. Sure, they'd like to make the playoffs. But it, it, it just struck me as bizarre here in cincinnati uh, the team the organization was i think had one of the best mlb trade deadline um periods of anybody in major league baseball they knew they were buyers But my point with the Reds is not necessarily all of the young talent that they acquired in trading away Luis Castillo, trading away Tyler Malley. It's the veterans that they dealt away, that they signed at the beginning of the year that became valuable chips. That's not what this is with the Red Sox. If you're telling me that, okay, we have these veteran players like a Christian Vasquez, but we can trade him away for for. chips down the road well they did do that with Vasquez but then they turn around and acquire veterans on the back end you don't know if they're coming or going and to your point Alex it just doesn't seem like it seems like the plan is very fluid and they are hedging their bets left and right and I think that's what bothers Red Sox fans is what are you doing I mean what is the long-term plan go over the Christian Vasquez deal again here it is he was traded Monday night uh, before the opener in the three-game series to Houston for minor league infielder-outfielder uh, Emmanuel Valdez and minor league outfielder Wyler Abreu. Uh, in the process, they recalled catcher Ronaldo Hernandez from Triple A Worcester. But as you mentioned, w- when they traded Jake Diekman to the White Sox, they got a catcher who did start Wednesday's six to one loss yeah. in Houston, Reese McGuire, back in exchange. So there is that. But that was the Christian Vasquez. Pull. What's that?
1: Pulling that name, I you couldn't remember it at first. It's a real pull.
0: yeah. Okay, and then there's Eric Hosmer, he yeah. Uh, of the um, non plus um, Juan Soto-Josh uh, Bell deal between Washington Josh. and San Diego, um, the Red Sox sended, uh, sent left-handed uh, picture. Jay Groom has been up many times with the Red Sox this year. They sent him to the Padres in exchange uh, for Eric Hosmer, um, minor league infielder Max Ferguson, minor league outfielder Corey Rozier, uh, and Cash. So... Hosmer's 32. He's played in over 1,600 games. Obviously, he had a great run with the World Series champion Royals in 2015. He was also on that 2014 Royals team that lost in Game 7 to the San Francisco Giants. He has a lot of playoff experience, so there is that. And I just, with these Red Sox, I don't know if they're coming or going. They had their three-game winning streak the one, two very impressive games in Houston. You have to give them credit for that before losing on Wednesday. Um, Eric, Eric Milton, um, Rich Hill uh, did not have a a great game for for the uh, Red Sox on Wednesday. And uh, the three game winning streak is over. They're back to 500 and the Red Sox fans really, again, Alex, they don't know if they're coming or going.
1: Yeah. Treading wires, treading water, spinning the tires, however you want to qualify it. That's, that's the frustration again i i like the christian vasquez move if they continue to sell right i like the hosmer and fam moves if they were going to buy why does it have to be both like what is the point what is i and i wish somebody had so that's and that's the other thing like they didn't if they're gonna buy they didn't add pitching which they desperately need now brian bayo's hurt and by the way I don't like I get getting Hosmer at cost and you're only going to pay him like $700,000 or whatever, right. but I want to dealt Jay Groom. He is still only 23. He was having a decent year. This team has a massive shortage of high major, potentially MOB ready pitching prospects. It's great. I point. would have rather like, why don't you hold to a guy like that? Right. That's the kind of guy they need. I don't hate the trade as a whole, but Jay Groom, or not Jay Groom, uh, Jeter Downs is like, I look at him as the guy maybe moving that deal. I it, it's it's the back and forth of it all, again, that kills me. And I wish somebody had asked Ty and blue, and I think he sort of got asked this. What did you accomplish at the deadline? Like, what, what did the Red Sox truly accomplish? Okay, they added a first baseman. Great. After a year and a half of not having a first baseman, it cautioned the ALCS last year. It's a big reason you're in the hole you're in this year. Now, all of a sudden, it's a priority. where well, you have to deal with a guy that Sox prospects had heading into the deadline is the sixth ranked prospect in the organization. No, at that point, no, you don't get to, it's like I said, with the Rafael Devers contract contracting, right. You don't get to suddenly care about defense now to excuse being stupid and being cheap. I should say, not being stupid. You don't get to excuse. The reason they traded for Hosmer is not because they all panicked and said, Oh my God, do you realize we haven't had a first baseman this whole time. They traded for Hosmer because they knew they could get him for pennies on the dollar. They didn't really think of it beyond that. You know, Nobody thought, oh, is this guy on the back end of his career? Oh, are we going to get saddled with an immovable contract for the next three years? Oh, are we going to block our top prospect in Tristan Cassis? Nobody thought that. They said, well, here's a herd of him guy and we can get him for nothing. So let's do that because that's what the Tampa Bay Rays and now the Back Bay Rays do. Shout out to my friend Brian for you like that? Back Bay Rays? I do. My I do. Well, Brian came up with that. That's a good one. Well done. Um,
0: and thank you, Brian. Like,
1: I, you know, it's all right. So you added a first baseman who, isn't the player he once was. You added Tommy Pham, who, okay, you added another outfielder. I guess you needed that. I don't think he moves the needle, though. He's 34,
0: you got, Alex. I mean, it...
1: <laughs> right. You got worse at catcher, and all right, you picked up four prospects, none of whom were ranked in the top 10 of the team system that they came from. So, what did you do exactly? Like, what's the, you made a bunch of trades to make trades. That's the worst thing you can do. I, I, I you, me and you have talked about i think every deadline in sports in the years we've worked together mm-hmm. and i think you know the one thing i will always say at any deadline you never make a trade just to make a trade and that's exactly what it feels like the red Sox did again what did they do at the deadline what changed uh, we don't have to watch franchi at first base anymore like that's nice i don't hate that but i'm supposed to get excited about that like all right you're, you erased the negative you didn't do anything positive
0: he is alex barth of 98.5 thesportshub.com follow him on twitter at real alex barth our partners at bet online continue to be the number one source for all of your betting needs and sports information find all of the latest odds news and sports developments including major league baseball scores all of the latest fighting news and even next seasons early NFL futures. Bet online is your continued source for all of your sporting wagering information from live betting to playoffs, esports, and much more. Head on over to the website, or as always, you can use your mobile device to sign up today. You receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use our promo code CLNS50 to get the bonus and get into the action. Bet online where the game starts. All right. Uh Raphael Devers was back to action, hit a home run in the two to one win on Tuesday night. Um, what kind of impact does Rafi Devers have down the stretch? And will he stay healthy?
1: I mean, you hope he stays healthy, right? I think the impact he can have is massive. This is his final argument, right? Before he goes to that negotiating table, whether it's with the Red Sox or with another team that trades for him, this is, you know, it's these, what is it? Two months, less than two months that he has to say, this is the kind of player I am. This is why I deserve better than Austin Riley money. This is why I deserve, you know, closer to Jordan out, you know, better than Jordan Alvarez money, things like that. So I think he's going to lock in. I think he's going to be really good here down the stretch.
0: I do too. And uh, the Red Sox now move on to Kansas City uh, for four games. Um, they have starting pictures announced for three of the four games, Nick Pavetta on Thursday night in the opener, uh, TBD on Friday night, then Nathan Avaldi and Cutter Crawford. Speaking of Nathan avaldi, Alex Barth of 98.5, the sports hub, the three players that did not get dealt, Nate Avaldi, J.D. Yeah. Martinez, or Xander Bogarts and Chad Jennings uh, at the athletic made this point. I think it's a great one. And, and really alludes to the point you made in your rant in the first half of this podcast, Mm -hmm. if you're not cutting payroll, then what are you doing? If you're not going to really be a buyer, that's what doesn't make sense. And that's what the Red Sox fans don't understand. I mean, I don't know this for a fact, because I'm not in the clubhouse every day, but sure. Does, did Xander Bogarts have one foot out the door mentally? Because I think I would have. I think it's only human nature. It, you know, that Xander figured, well, look, if I don't get traded now, I'm not going to be with this team next year, any chance that I'll be with the team next year, because they obviously right. want to make Raphael Devers a priority. They have Trevor's story. They have now two or three um, either mid to upper level uh, shortstop prospects. What are you doing with Xander Bogarts? Nobody wanted him? I mean, that, that, yeah. that to me is a question for Heimblum.
1: That one, I wonder, I think the relationships, and maybe I'm making too much of the relationships, uh-huh. but I do think the relationships play a big part in this. I think if you trade Bogarts, Devers is gone, right? Or you really tick him off. Well, they're no. very
0: close. If – if you trade, well, they are. But if you trade Bogarts and then go to Devers and say, "Look, we need, we want to do whatever we can to to spend all of the resources on Xander Bogarts and give them to you," then I don't think you know. Okay, that's fair. I don't. I guess, think he, let me go ahead.
1: Let me rephrase that. If you and, and maybe I'm misinterpreting the question here. If you trade Xander Bogarts and still put out. The scent, I guess, I can't think of the word, that you're buying, there's no coming back. There's no coming back from that. I don't know that Hyam Bloom makes it back to Boston, right? Now, are you saying, you know, why didn't they trade Xander Bogarts and just trade, right? You don't pick up Eric Hosmer. You don't pick up Tommy Pham. That's a better discussion, but it goes to what I said before. They should have sold, right? But if you trade Xander Bogarts and then still bring in Major League Ready players and other deals, Oh, oh
0: yeah man, no i that see is, that point you I, are I,
1: waving you are waving a piece of steak however in front of the line at however that point.
0: alex if you deal xander bogarts and get a boatload back in positions of need primarily pitching if you get a lot of pitching yeah. back for a xander bogarts which i think you could have done depending on the team that you're dealing with um i think certainly uh fans would live with that and i think the team to a degree i don't think so I don't know. I I disagree. Unless
1: Unless it's like established, unless it's guys who are already in the majors, right? Like obviously the timeline doesn't work out. If it had been like Luis Castillo and we talked last time I was on about why that trade would have never worked, but just, he's a name that pops in my head. If it had been Luis Castillo, a guy who's going to come in and pitch for the and major number teams, one days after the deadline, right? Or even like to go back to the Nomar trade, right? When they traded Nomar, they got Orlando Cabrera, who was an instant contributor to that team. Doug Menkevich, instant contributor to that team, like not guy, not prospects, right? Young right. or not younger players, right? If it had been that, maybe, right? You do the horses for ponies traded, but you get guys who the fans can see and are on the field. In that case, maybe there's an argument for it. If they traded Xander Bogarts for prospects, and then, then still traded for Eric Hosmer and Tommy Pham, there's
0: just, Depends again, the that complex. is a move
1: that is indefensible. I, Unless you're getting a top five guy in the Correct. league. Correct. That's what league. I'm talking
0: about. I mean, the, those and deals. Those guys
1: I, don't, those guys don't move at the deadline. That's an off-season deal. I guess, sure, if you want to really shoot for the moon. But if you had gotten like a Juan Soto comp kind of deal, sure. But these aren't the deals the Red Sox are making. Again, they traded a guy who's an above-average catcher in this league, and is still—he's he, not young, but he's not old—and they didn't get a top twenty. I, I think both of those guys are outside the top twenty-five in the Astros system.
0: Okay, oh, does this? All right, go ahead. Rant. Go. No, go. no, no. I'm,
1: I'm just saying, like. This is kind of their mo. They prefer quantity over quality when they make these prospect deals, right? With Andrew Benintendi, they didn't necessarily get any top of the system guys, but they got five guys. They're shooting darts, and to an extent, you want to do that with prospects, but you can't do it every time. Yes, there is a if, if they get a top five in baseball prospect, yeah, you trade Xander Bogarts. I don't think that that's I don't think that was on the table, and I don't know that that's a deal High and Blue would necessarily do. I think he would say, well, instead of giving me the top prospect in your system. Give me five, 10, and 15, right? I think that's just the way he operates.
0: So to your point, uh Valdez, Emmanuel Val Valdez, the infielder yeah. outfielder that they did get in the deal is ranked by baseball America as the Astros number 12 prospect, uh left hitter.
1: Okay, MLB.com.
0: Yeah, correct. I I, I understand okay. that. Um yeah. But he's ranked uh, number twelve in the Houston organization. Left-hander split the twenty twenty-two se- this season uh, between Double A Corpus Christi and Triple A Sugar Land, batting 327 in eighty-two games sure. with a one thousand sixteen OPS, twenty-six doubles, one triple, twenty-one bombs, which will play well with Red Sox Nation. Fourteen yeah. in left field, eight at designated hitter. Um, native of the Dominican Republic. And Abreu is ranked, uh, by again, by Baseball America uh, as Houston's yeah. number 21 prospect. Um, left-handed hitter, again, spent the entire season with Corpus Christi, 89 games batting, just 249. But uh, good power, 24 doubles, 15 homers, 54 RBIs. So the All right. Red Sox did get power back in the deal, young power. And maybe there is some value to that. Uh, but I just think trading away like Christian, a guy like Christian Vasquez is kind of, uh, essentially, uh, waving the red flag at this point.
1: Right. No, again, I don't. And, and actually I wasn't aware of some of those numbers. So I, I don't hate the return. It's okay. So do more of that then. Like you, I agree. You, that's what you got for Vasquez. What do you get for JD instead of, you know, sending Jay Groom out the other thing that well, just hit me. I think all four of the prospects they got between trading, uh, uh, Vasquez. And then they actually got two prospects back in addition to Hosmer from the Padres for Groom. All four position players, no pitchers. High and Bloom still seems to think that you don't need pitching. And I don't mean don't need good pitching. I mean, like sheer numbers. This is if it was a video game, you wouldn't be able to advance because it would tell you you don't have enough pitchers on your roster. You have to sign pitchers like <laughs> and that that still continues to be weird to me.
0: You're great Alex. You really are fun to have on. You know, we haven't discussed the, the the actual on-field product because I think at this point, Alex, until we're shown otherwise, it's irrelevant. I agree. It is totally irrelevant. They take 2 or 3 in Houston. We'll see how You know show. what? Let me Go ahead. Let me say this. High and Bloom clearly isn't watching what's going
1: on on the field. So why should we? He doesn't care. I he mean, just wants I, to fiddle I, with I, his
0: prospects. That's hyperbole, want, Alex. And you know that's hyperbole. He had, I he had his press conference. Were.
1: Listen, he, he had his press conference during the game. How can you tell me he wasn't watching the game? Oh, you that, think he had it out of one okay. eye while he's answering okay.
0: questions? Yeah. All right. Chill. That's happened before. Other saying. Red Sox GMs of World Championship, World Series Red Sox teams have done that before. So... I think you're going a little bit right. overboard there, and I think you're blowing that a little bit out of proportion. But they are 53 and 53, really on the train to nowhere. And I think Red Sox fans know that. I think more to the point, I think uh, a lot of players in that clubhouse know that. I'm curious to see how Tommy Pham impacts that clubhouse. He, on a bad team, was well respected and adored by the the younger players in the Reds clubhouse. And I'm going to tell you that. What the Reds did to me made a lot of sense on a lot of levels. They are now regarded as a top three or four farm system in all of baseball. And what the Reds are trying to do, and I think they're two to three years away from this without having to go through the massive 100 lost seasons, is they're trying to be the Houston Astros. And they are so loaded in prospects and mid to upper level minor league Uh, farm system prospects that I think they can project in two to three years that they're going to have players that are going to be super Ellie. Cruz is the, the name, every single, even modest baseball fan should get to know the power he has at. I believe he's 19 going to be 20 soon, but 19 is unbelievable. It's just, he's six, he's six, five, he hits the ball, literally 520 feet in his first or first week at double-a chattanooga those are the kind of players that generate fan interest and generate a sincere hope for the future and i think what bothers red sox fans is where is that for us right where is that hope that genuine okay we're not good this year we're average we're mediocre for the amount of money we spend in payroll we're bad for the amount of money we spend on payroll to be very honest about it but there's a future down the road of stars and our farm system is loaded red sox have been there in the past but not so much now and that's what i think frustrates red sox fans about the way they handled and heim bloom handled the trade deadline
1: what about whatever happened to hunter green hunter green's not the guy anymore
0: no he is he's part of their future he's part of the three rookie studs with graham ashcraft who had a great game on tuesday night uh in miami and monday night hunter green uh had one of his better games with the hunter green's been hit or miss but you know he's got an electric arm there's no question about that and nick lodolo is going to be of stud he's a Steve Avery type back in the day with the Atlanta Braves uh, really reminds me of a guy like that a little bit maybe also Madison Baumgartner. he's got you know a lefty with that kind of style he can get up on you with a sneaky fast fastball but um, the Reds have three young stud pictures in the rotation they're going to take their lumps now uh, but that's why they were able to trade away to 29-year-old Luis Castillo, who, by the way, overwhelmed the Yankees after a rough couple of first innings. He just dominated the Yankees um, and beat the Yankees Wednesday in his uh, first start with Seattle. So those are some interesting storylines. Real quick, one minute here. Well, Alex. I just
1: want to say to the oh. to the Tommy Fam thing, too, how will he fit in the locker room? He, he doesn't have the strangest off-field story of the guys they brought in at the deadline, so he has that going for him.
0: No, he does not. That is that is correct. It's it's going to be a, a a weird dynamic, I think, with the Red Sox for the final it's, two it's months. It's
1: going to be very odd. They're the psycho Sox now. That's what I've been calling them.
0: He is Alex Barth. He does a fabulous job doing uh, covering all things Boston sports. He has a story up right now, right, Alex, on Brian Bayo. Um, he was dinged up uh, today, correct? He had to leave. What was the uh, yep. issue? They're saying
1: left groin injury. I don't know that that's entirely what it is. It looked like he was grabbing at his back, but it, it looked
0: like he pulled something. There we go. And for the latest on Brian Bayo and the Boston Red Sox, be sure to hit up 98.5, the sports hub. Uh, he is the one and only Alex Barth. Follow him on Twitter at real Alex Barth, all one word. Want to thank our great sponsor, uh, betonline.ag, where the game starts. For all of your betting activity, go to betonline.ag and use our promo code CLNS50 for 50%. Welcome bonus. I also uh, want to thank everybody for downloading this podcast and being loyal subscribers of Red Sox Beat on the CLNS Media Network. For Alex Barth, I'm Mike Petralia-Trags. Thanks for watching.